la maudite des vieux chauds. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. David, you look absolutely terrific, honestly. You got like you got like glue on. This is where the worst begins. This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and lingering death. Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you. Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. This is Albert from the Tuesday Show. You're listening to the goddamn Dave Hill Show. Now on a flipping Monday. You're an angel witch. I nailed it. That was tight. Feeling pretty good about it. Anyway, hi. How are you? I'm incredible. Thank you so much for asking. Hello, boy criminal. Chris Gersbeck. Hey, how's it going? That was uh, really great. That was slicker than usual, that intro there. I know. I think, you know, back in New York, I'm feeling, you know, uh, the pressure, really. <laughs> Hello, New Jersey chicken rancher Des. Dave, how are you? Oh, I'm exhausted. I'm, I walked today, not to brag. Wow. That's it. That's the end of the story. Big guy. How many steps do you think I walked? I have not looked at my step counter in 10 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't do a lot of walking in Ohio. You, uh, you're on the mostly bike. the bike, right? I go for runs, and I go on the bike a lot. But I don't, I guess I do look at the step counter when I look at the miles because I'm just running and riding miles and miles. But I don't look at how many steps I've taken because uh, I don't care. But, because, uh, and it's never that many. I might do like 5,000 in a day in Ohio. Unless I go for a killer run, then forget it. Right. But today I walked, let's, Take a guess, and it, people can guess in the comments. And whoever guesses closest will get ten thousand dollars. I'll say you did eight thousand. Turn your mic up, Des. We can't hear you. I'd say you did eight thousand. Better. Twelve thousand. Uh, maybe if you added those numbers together, you would Ooh. still not be enough. Big guy. 22,584. Wow. No one has ever walked, took, taken that many steps in a day before. How far did that carry you? Where'd you get to? I have walked 10.3 miles today. Jesus. Today, wow. This is, this is what happened. You thirsty? I, you need to sit while you're sitting? No, I had to go, I had to, go um, to Queens for my third COVID test since I've been in town. Why'd you have to go to Queens? They can't find one between there and your place? They found one 
in the interest of full disclosure, I'm doing a uh, television program, shooting a television program, and their their setups are in Brooklyn and Queens, where they're shooting the show, and I live in Manhattan, and so I said, hey, can I get just get tested somewhere in Manhattan? And they sent me to a place. And I went, and then before they even let you in the building, you have to fill out this uh, this app questionnaire or whatever. And it says, basically, I said, I came from Ohio a few days ago, and they were like, you're out. You can't come in the building. <laughs> so I had to go. I rode a bike to Williamsburg, a city bike, hmm. which I've, I've, I've ridden those once or twice before. But after riding my sweet borrowed diamond back all summer long and winter or whatever how whatever time of year it is, I a city bike is like riding a bike and then carrying two other bikes on your back while you do it. <laughs> like w- when you go over a bridge that seems like not that much of an incline, you're just like, this is the worst. This is the hardest thing anyone's ever done. Yeah. Oh I took gosh. one of those around the Central Park Loop just because I had time to kill, and that was painful. Oh my gosh! Woo, golly! And then, so I did it. I rode to Williamsburg last Thursday. Then Friday, I rode to Queens to Astoria on another city bike. And then today, this morning, I rode. I was on my way to Queens. Now you know I'm a safe rider. I wear a helmet. As anyone has seen my Instagram is well aware. Mm-hmm. Wear a helmet. Um, actually, I, I wear a helmet thanks to the advice of, well, my brother, but also one of our guests tonight, Curtis Steigers. I was riding the bike, and I told him I wasn't wearing a helmet, and he was like, you got to get a helmet. Like, Straighten right out. He's like, I know, I know people who have like brain damage because they fell off a bike at like 10 miles an hour. I, I always wear a helmet the only time... Uh, I didn't. I got hit by a car. That's a true story. And I landed on my head. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. It's a miracle See? that I, I sustained no injuries whatsoever. Like, Oh, man. Uh, See, so, this yeah. is the thing. Always wear a helmet. I was riding. I was almost to the Queensboro Bridge this morning, riding in rush hour traffic. And I reached up to adjust my helmet. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm not wearing a helmet. <laughs> I had ridden like three miles or whatever. I was, and I was like, Sh- I'm just wearing a winter hat right now. Because um, okay. there's too many things to keep track of in COVID times. I have to put on seven masks, hand sanitizer, keys, wallet, phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh my oh, golly. So, uh, so then I, I got to, I was like, all right, well, I'm at the bridge. There's no cars on the bridge path. And then when you get to Queens, there's no cars, really. So I just rode the bike to the studio to get tested. And then I walked all the way home, like four and a half miles (laughs) from Queens. I've done Uh, the walk. It's not that bad. It's not too bad. I was kind of glad. I was glad I did it because it sort of reconnected me to the city. It's perfect, you know. I've been living in this town of 3,000 people, uh, most of whom you never, ever see. <laughs> this town I've been in since March, the th- it's not 
COVID hasn't really affected it that much because no one, you don't see anyone anyway. It's like my town here. Yeah, there's like one restaurant that people would go to normally that now, I think it's still open. Same, yeah. But um, I'm not going there. But uh, anyway, so I got back here and I've, it's been such like a shock to the system after like ne- literally never encountering anyone up close <laughs> to all like literally no one no stranger has been uh with, you know except every few weeks when i go to the post office the grocery store or whatever but like i'll go like a few weeks without anyone being within 50 yards of me i went to the dentist last week and i was horrified Oh, when I had man. to sit in the waiting room with two other people. But they moved us through real quick. We weren't close to each other. Everybody had masks. But it was a psychological effort to just sit there and, and not, like, this is not supposed to be happening. This this is a doctor's office. Why are they allowing this? But we got through it. Knock on wood. Oh, it would freak me out. I, yeah. I, um... Oh, is our is our guest coming on already? Oh, we'll, we'll keep her. Keep, uh, keep get her out of here. Get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, oh golly, yeah, I uh, I just blacked out for a second. No, when when I when I got my first COVID test, the first one I've ever done, last Thursday, and I was like in this thing, and they're like, take your mask down. I like. I, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, almost started crying because I was just like, I've never been so, I have not been this vulnerable. Yeah. Did they do um, the one that goes like all the way to the back of your brain? Or you know, it... pe- people described it that way, but I didn't. Uh, I, didn't I mean, I had that. people are soft. Yeah. People are soft. Like they just put it up my nose pretty far, but I was wait. I was like, oh, this is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I have my fingers up further up my nose than this on a daily basis. They didn't reach the brain? No, it was like... Mild. That might be like the rapid test. Maybe the rapid test goes on. No, this is the lab test that I'm yeah. doing. Um, so, I have to say it was not too bad by my uh, estimation. But, you know, I'm hard as steel, though, so... Maybe it's horrible for the average. No, I, who knows? But um, it wasn't too bad. Uh, I can't help but notice you guys. Uh, the people yes. listening to the podcast, you guys are wearing... I don't oh, even have one of these shirts. You guys are wearing the limited edition Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy disco dancer shirt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it said he's got guitar phobia. A guitar killed his mother. It's a great likeness. It it's, came out really it's, nice. a, it's a good design. I'm I'm very happy with it. It's a fantastically comfortable shirt. More important than the design. It looks I great. Can, I yes. if anyone wants one, let me know. I put it. It was for sale on my big cartel page, and then I took it down because I wanted it to be. As underground as possible. Nice. So, very few of them are in existence. And I I assume no one else was going to buy it. I left it up for a week or two, and I was like, all right. 
I guess that's it. Um, but I'm if anyone it. wants it, I'll uh, I'll sell you one. You'll get a sweet infernal $1. imagery $1. sticker too. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's gross. Right. No, yeah, just my, kidding. Put it on my fridge. Um. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, the shirts are all printed. Um. Everyone should use infernal imagery. The greatest screen printer out there today in pennsylvania he's uh wade snook screens that shirt he does all the dangerous snake shirts does all the witch taint shirts oh speaking of all the painted doll shirts all the valley lodge shirts what um, were you gonna say you uh you got some new dangerous snakes uh who hate bullshit merchandise and uh, our friend Jamie Mary just sent me this image of uh, Baby Yoda. Nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> Sweet. Look at that. Yeah, yeah that's the new, the hot new patches. I, I get a jean jacket for that now. Oh, yeah, they're sick. The I didn't know the 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 appetite for patches was so great. They sold out in in a matter of minutes. People like the patches, or a matter of hours, I should say. When I mean when I say minutes, I mean hours. But I've ordered some more. They'll be available to the people. Nope. Everyone, call in. I'm I'm sorry. I'm just so all over the place. It's when you walk twenty two thousand eight hundred and twenty four steps in one day, it really wears you out. Exactly. Call in at three four seven four seven four zero two six zero. That's 347-474-0260. I don't know that we're going to do the Zoom link tonight. Um, though maybe we will. It could happen. Who Got knows? Got risky last week. It gets Gotten a little risky. risky. Gotten risky. And plus, I like, the, I like the feel of a phone call more. Yeah. I feel like the Zooming, I feel a little too... too vulnerable it's like a blind date that doesn't go well right off the bat never goes well yeah no no because they come in and you can't hear him you can't see him and exactly anyway um three four seven four seven four oh two six zero oh it's overwhelming how many calls we get on this show um the people listening to the podcast format, what they need to understand is we often usually just edit out all the tons of phone calls we get because we're like, you know what? Then it would just be all calls. Yeah. Um, yeah. People like the phone calls, though. Um, I like I like, a, I like a nice phone call. It's nice reaching out. Have you spoken to Ing Dave at all lately? Have I personally? Yeah. Somewhere. You know, a lot of people have asked me that. I would like. I need to call him. I have not called him. I've not made an effort uh, to have him on the show because last time he was on, he was talking bullshit about you know oh. conspiracy theories yeah. about about <clears throat> COVID and the vaccine and all that. And like I, you know, I'm up for any and all conspiracy theories out of Ing Dave, except for that one because that's really fucking stupid. Yeah. To, uh, so I don't want to give him the platform to say stupid shit. That uh, not that I not I can't imagine anyone listening would take anything he has to say seriously about coronavirus or the vaccine. But I I think uh, you know with four, over four hundred thousand dead people, I don't want to let 
uh, anyone uh, say stuff. Like he wasn't that. much indulgence to go around. He what was that on the, on the Q stuff though? Was he? I, I don't think it. he. I'd say he's QAnon adjacent. Yeah. No, uh, no. <laughs> he was like Illuminati, the Cabal. No, he. He was he's big a, on the Cabal. He is a. No, I love Ing Dave. It's truly just that. I I really welcome all of his conspiracies theories normally, except for that one. No, he's not QAnon. I think he's uh, one of those rare. He's he's uh, super into conspiracy theories, but he's also uh, a Democrat. <laughs> so that's a, that's a fair assessment, I think. Yeah. So. You can really see a lot of my apartment with yeah. this camera. I have to say, I just spotted a ghost. I cleaned the kitchen mat, and I was setting it, set it in front of the TV to dry, and I could see it out of the corner of my eye. I mean, that... like, can you guys see over my shoulder? I had to tape a sign. What's that? No, the, the 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 way you have your position with the the uh, dark door behind you. It looks like at any moment Michael Myers could just pop out and kill you. Well, that'd be kind of cool, <laughs> wouldn't it be? During the show, yeah. I got Nils on the phone. Oh, nice. Yeah. I I had to put, real quick, I had to put it, you can see right above my finger. Mm -hmm. I was thought, I assumed that, my, like, mentally I would come back here and my brain would just go like, oh, everything's back to normal. And then I would just forget to wear a mask when I go out. And so I made a sign and I taped it to the door and it says mask. So <laughs> I remember. Now, clearly, after today's incident, by the way, I should say today when I got to the Queensboro Bridge and realized I wasn't wearing a helmet, that's actually the second time I've done that since I got into town. Oh, the other Last week I did the same thing, but I, I got like five or six blocks when I realized I was not wearing a helmet. And I went back. Um, anyway, hoping to tell that story on the moth. But uh, what I meant to say is I was going to put a sign on the door that says helmet. Mm -hmm. Mask. Helmet. Mask. What about helmet. Wa wallet. Phone. Pants. Wallet. Underpants. <laughs> Oh boy. Um yeah, let's talk to Nils. Three four seven four seven four oh two six zero. Nils, you there? Yeah, I, I think I am. Oh Great. turn your radio down. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's I all happened. I, they 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 melted together. They were staggered. Nice, you're good. Wow. Technology. What's shaking, boys? Mm. Good to hear from you, sir. How's the Great White North? Yeah, the pride of Merrickville. Golden voice. The pride of Merrickville, Hello? Ontario. Hello, Niels? Yes, sir. Yeah, Have we lost yeah, you? You got me? Loud and clear. Oh, big time. Okay, cool. All right. So now we're talking like time and space is all correlated? Oh, big time. From oh, way back. Yeah, okay. We're shaking. You in the garage? Yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> what what's going on with you, Niels? What paint us a picture with words? What's happening there in Merrickville, Ontario? Well, the, like the the precise moment is like I have altered my personal mirror in the garage, so 
I have a brand new like dimension on how I look at like I look at myself. But uh, overall, I gotta say I'm in like a sucky mood. I uh, oh no, I had to put the dog down. Like the dog, like my dog died last week. Oh man. Oh man, I'm sorry. That sucks. I just, yeah, I'm no, sorry. It, it sucks. But it, I mean, it was coming. Like it was his time and all that, and he had the grace to. Uh, Die semi peacefully, but uh, I mean, you can't avoid the question: How's it going? Without bringing up something like mm. that, so. Oh, I'm really well, sorry. Yeah, all right. Well, I met. I'm. I'm sorry. I can't remember your dog's name right now. Fletcher. Fletcher. That's right. Yeah, I met Fletcher. Fletcher. Yeah. Great name. Um, beautiful dog. Sweet dog. Um. Well, I'm very sorry, and well, tonight's show is in Fletcher's honor. To Fletcher, we raise. I I only have. Uh, I'll raise my coffee to Fletcher. I don't have a drink yet. The Diet Pepsi, right here. Why? Thank Fletcher. you very much. That's really cool. That's yeah. yeah that's overall, I mean, like I would have. You know, it's uh, it's the Groundhog Day here. Like we're into like lockdown and all that again. So. <laughs> Oh wait! You're saying the goose, the goose in uh, Merrickville is not open? <laughs> no, no, she shut down. Like, I guess if you want a pizza or a like a bread bowl of chowder, you have to go to the curb. That sounds good. And they'll give it to you. They'll they'll bring out a soup <laughs> in a bread bowl. I've had this. Let me be clear. The go- what is it called? It the goose in the gridiron. Yeah, the goose in the grit in Merrickville, Ontario. I would argue it's the cheers of Merrickville, Ontario. If I can frame it, you know. Uh, and I've been there, and I have had the chowder in the bread bowl, and uh, it's delightful. And um, on my short list of things that I want to do when this is all over, on that list is to saddle up at the goose in Merrickville, Ontario. For maybe not, maybe I just have nachos. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> to have the choice is is what it's all about. Oh, I mean, there's many charms. There's charms I can't even go into on this show. At the Goose, uh, there are charms charms that will that I will never speak of publicly. At the Goose, they're not. It's nothing, nothing nefarious, nothing bad. It's just charms, uh, charms that I are, that are so dear to me. I, I must keep them private, and they have to be experienced for oneself. You know. Mm-hmm. You like got a, like a fish. She's a good one down there. <laughs> Listen, I just wanted to say hello. Like you guys look. Uh, from what I see, I have the volume down, but you guys look like really sweaty inside. I just want oh. to say. Uh, have a have a, have a great show. I'm gonna listen, and I'll, I'll uh, I'm gonna call at like uh, like three to uh, whatever the hell you end, and uh, we'll finish this off properly. I'm uh, I'm just starting here, so I just want to say hello to everybody around the world and in America. Fucking a. Do you have a do you have do you have a dab open there? I do, I do. I got a dab and a big juicy uh, bottle of 
Oh, my God, what's it called? French Igor. They don't sell liquor in Ontario on Mondays. Monday. So I had to go to a corner store. <clears throat> is it not Monday right now? It is what's, Monday, yes. What What is what is yeah, Prince yeah, Igor? Yeah. Pardon me? What is that? What's Prince, e- Prince Igor? Yeah, it's like this Canadian-made vodka that has a Russian title. It's... It's it's in a plastic bottle and I feel filthy. Hold on. Mm. Sounds like it's all coming together there for you. Oh yeah, well you know, just getting over the hump of like a little uh, minor sadness and uh, gonna get into some uh, minor badness. You know, it's all good. Oh, <laughs> oh, thank. That's a t-shirt right there. <laughs> thank you, Niels. Anyways, uh, yeah, pre-say pre hello to your guests for me. And uh, like I said, maybe uh, I'll call back, like, in the dying minutes. And, uh, like, we'll, we'll just see if the Jekyll and Hyde uh, thing occurs. Nice. I have a good feeling about it. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a good night, boys. Later. All right. See you, Niels. Um, love it. Wait, what did he say that just really, uh, oh, it's all, oh. Minor sadness into minor badness? No, the thing about being sweaty, I, as anyone who knows me or has followed my f- career from the very beginning is well aware, um, I, uh, have very dewy skin, very, uh, oily, some would say, mm-hmm. but today it's compounded by the fact that I'm wearing a sweater uh, and sitting directly next to a steam heater, which is quite hot. So I, I am, yeah. I am, I am definitely. Uh, Your apartment's like an oven. I forgot about that. It is. I mean, it's it's. And then if I go in the to the back quarters, it drops by about twenty degrees. <laughs> so I'll I'm be perfectly dressed for when I go to the other rooms <laughs> in my sprawling Manhattan palace. Dave, as, uh, as I look at the the decorations and the walls in your your, your place there, when do you, when was the time where you switched and you no longer had posters and you went ahead and framed things and hung them on your walls? When did you? Oh, make this that is a good point. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, let's think for a second. I would say posters I put behind me. As soon as I was out of college, which is what I would recommend. Really? Everyone do. Yeah. Um, That having been said, um, yeah, but I mean, uh, it wasn't like I um, was living in gorgeous apartments like this right away. I was pretty much a drifter. Did you have a lot of roommate situations? Uh, no, because I, I had, let me think, I had a couple, first, first couple years after college, I had roommates, and then I went, and I, I didn't really live anywhere for, like, a number of years, I just kind of, like, had keys to my parents' house and my sister's house, and I would just, whatever house I was closer to, I would just go to that house. And that, let me be clear, went on for years. Yeah. It's good if you And then, 
And so I didn't really live anywhere. Uh, I guess legally I lived at my parents' house, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't. I just would kind of drift randomly to to each house, mm-hmm. as was my want. And then around 2002, I finally got my own apartment uh, all by myself in the little Italy area of Cleveland. And I lived there for like six months, I think. And then I came here to New York City for the weekend and never went back. Here we are. But Dave, what happened with your apartment that you had in Cleveland? (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Fortunately, a friend of mine happened to break up with his girlfriend that he was living with. And... I mailed him the keys to my apartment, and I said, it's yours. I bet. <laughs> he moved in with all my stuff. Nice. And just lived there for, I don't even know how, I can't even remember, a while. Wait, did he sign a lease? or There was no lease. It was just like this apartment that I was paying month to month above a hair salon. It smelled like perms. Oh. That's rough. I loved it. I mean, I it was I adored it. Um, what was the rent on that? Four hundred and fifty dollars. Twenty years ago in Cleveland, or fifteen or so. Uh, about yeah. Oh gosh, now that I'm hearing it out loud. Twenty years, yeah. It was yeah. It was like nineteen years ago. How fucking old am I? Sorry, bro. Am I dying? <laughs> Didn't mean to. Do I'm that dying. Too, it's okay. You'll be all right. I was out of school school already i'm dying it's done it's over i'm dead (laughs) um so yeah oh man this now that i really crunched the numbers on it i've got maybe a good six weeks left on this planet it's it's weird starting to look at it in those terms right i kind of like it because start gauging the amount of effort required now from here to then well I, you spend your early adult life. For me, I was like, "How am I? What's going to happen? Is this going to be okay?" Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you, and then it starts to be okay, and you fight truly being an adult. You're like, "Am I really just going to be an adult now?" <laughs> and then, and you, then you stop worrying. This is my personal experience. Then you stop worrying about whether it's going to work out because i one day i realized i was like you know what i have avoided reality for so long now there's no way reality will ever take me back Mm -hmm. so i'm just in this world that i've created that's awesome and i'm getting closer and closer to death so i'm just like whatever i gotta ride this out for uh another 40 years tops you'll take 40 maybe longer I say I will be dead, barring any accident. You know, let's say twenty to forty-five years, I'll be dead. I'd like to make it to twenty-fifty. I'd, I'd sign up now if they said you got another twenty-nine years. I'll take it. Twenty-fifty, hmm. which is now all of a sudden it's not that far away. <laughs> and then I think Dave just died. He's gone. He's froze. Oh wow! He—I re- thought he was 
I thought he was joking. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> there what? Oh, there you are. You froze, you froze for, a up for a second as soon as you said you were dead. No, my internet connection was unstable. This is a. I I actually was quite concerned earlier today whether I'd be able to pull off this show because the internet has been so bad in my apartment mm-hmm. since sure. I've been back. Um, you were frozen. Uh, it looked like it. It could have legit than you just like staring at the camera <laughs> <laughs> oh like i was just going yeah <laughs> <laughs> um master of something i'm going first it's me jackie Kasia. man she's always this bossy uh, <laughs> hi. i'm Lori kilbarton uh we're a bunch of stand-up comics and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with <laughs> both of us but we look amazing and, uh, working out. we drop every monday on max fun and it's called the jackie Lori show and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things and Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to end? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. Hey, everyone, it's I, John... Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called iPodius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Dan, you'll get there someday. iPodius is the name of the show. Every week from MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Shall we bring our guest on? Yeah, absolutely. Our first guest? We're a few minutes late with her. Where does the time go? That's what I would say if I were ever a spice delivery guy. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Where does the time go? Yeah. Show up with all the spices. And you Are go, where's... Um, oh, man. <laughs> you got to stay sharp. Yeah. Where's Andrea? Are we bringing her on? Yeah, she's coming up. Can I... We've... This is amazing. There she is. Andrea Allen. Hey! Hello! Hey, hey. How are Hi. you? I'm dying, too, baby. Is it... It's, can, for, I want to congratulate you. I feel like I'm not telling tales out of school because I saw this on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. Which is a public. Fo- I don't believe you have a private account, right? No, no, no. So I feel I can I can say with confidence, congratulations, you're not pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's right. I saw that. I know. Good it's work. a great day, Dave. You know, it's funny. I I got my period literally minutes after that pregnancy test. So it was a very exciting evening over here. <laughs> Isn't it? It seems not fair among the many things in life that aren't fair as hard as life is why why do they throw that at at, well just women men don't well i guess men arguably being part of the equation yeah but not really a small part Mm -hmm. especially in chris's case (laughs) 
So I was, wow. I just took a long road at making a weak joke about his uh, dinks. Manlyhood. Uh, couldn't re- couldn't resist. Just trying to stay sharp. No, but it just seems like of all the things we have to worry about, why? What's the point of that? To be like, oh, uh, we're gonna freak you out and make you think you're pregnant when you're not. You're preaching to the choir, Dave. I mean, I had a I got my speaking of women problems when I had COVID in March in New York City, early adopter. Um, I was stuck yeah, in my apartment very... for uh, at least three weeks, and at some point during that time period, it's kind of hazy. Uh, I got my period, and I didn't want to go outside, obviously, to get supplies. So. And I was out of clothing and bedding. Uh, so at a certain point, I just lay in a pile of my own blood <laughs> and was like, this is it. This is life. <laughs> just bleeding out, having COVID. This is how you're going to go, baby. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. I am sorry. It's okay. But I also, I also applaud uh, your joie de vivre. I was at peace with it. It sound that's what I'm sensing. That's why, yeah. you know, I'm feeling more comfortable about it. Now, yeah. um but somehow despite the ongoing pandemic, you you somehow were able to uh tick all the boxes to make a pregnancy scare happen. <laughs> Is that what you call it? <laughs> hey, do you want to come over and tick all the tick boxes? All the boxes. <laughs> I don't know why I described it <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it everything it just keeps going back to the fact that I walked over twenty two thousand steps today and it's it's making my uh my grasp of uh vocabulary and other things compromised. I understand, I understand. I, I did I I have been a pandemic dating. Um I am an antibody queen and uh I have Two partners who also had COVID, so you know, it's as you know safe, quote unquote, as it can be. But um, oh yeah, not judge, no judgments. No, no, I know it's a, it's rough out there if you're a single person because that like a like a dating profile thing now. Like you've had COVID, kind of. Yeah, I mean, uh, my bio for a, a long time was I have antibodies and a Canadian passport, and that was a pretty big crowd pleaser. Um, oh my gosh that uh, is um i might have to turn my camera off the more i think about that no that's Um, another i'm just no i'm just you know to shield people from seeing i it's really gonna be okay just struggling (laughs) i i'm short-circuited look at me i'm very uh you're sweating i'm very shiny i'm very shiny sweaty but yet also greasy Yes. And uh, a lot a lot going on. Yeah. Um but well it sounds like you're doing great though. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm fine. I I feel like um the boredom is really starting to get to me at this juncture like the constant fear of death and the upheaval of our country and all of that stuff has has quieted a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now I'm, it still exists, but now I just, I feel like it's um, Groundhog's Day. Like, oh, I go for my little fucking walk every night. 
do the same thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're all in this boat. So I'm, I'm fine. But, um, you know, I also recently was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So I also get to take mood stabilizers. So that's kind of a fun new thing I get to play around with. Welcome to the arts. Baby. No, just kidding. No, I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. I I have not... Getting treatment for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a diagnosis, so it's not like my brain. It's not like a cancer diagnosis where like something wasn't there and now is yeah. there. It's just you know a little bit better of an understanding. That's yeah. good. I mean, you know, as someone who has dealt with, uh, I'm not not I'm not bipolar, but I've you know, I've had clinical depression, anxiety, OCD, which OCD I've mostly got under control what are your ocd ticks like what are your things they haven't been really i was diagnosed with it like full-on and uh and then i then i really worked at at not struggling with it i didn't do anything like lick doorknobs or anything like that Mm -hmm. mine were my compulsion was all mental. Like I would do things like, um, you know, I, I big. This is in my twenties. I was really into the idea of uh, various maladies and diseases that I would have. Oh yes. Um, which is uh, the lingering aspects of that in my life is is why I don't really enjoy COVID as much as so many yeah. people do. I have the same um, problem. I've been going is, to doctors so much. It's very difficult mentally. Yeah. 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 It's, it's so I, that's, you know, I don't, the, uh, the anxiety of, uh, worrying you might be sick is, is something I don't do great with, mm-hmm. but, um, but no, I would, but I would usually, I would usually come up with things that I have no chance of actually having. And then I would, my compulsions were just mental. Like I would make up mind exercises to not think to like about. Stop. The... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'd be uh-huh. like, I, uh-huh. I'm not going to think that I have lumbago <laughs> or whatever, uh, whatever, if I even said that right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would come up with like some mental exercise to not think about it. Yeah. And Mine... then, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no. And then I, then I, like did like a sort of aggressive uh ther- therapy to to get not as bad at it my illness i always thought i had and mine i used to i'm covid has kicked this up for me too again i was doing very well with it for years but i was convinced that i had hiv all the time um oh despite like I've you had know friends who've gone through that too it's oh. so ridiculous because it's like you have protected i wasn't doing anything that would you know but then you read something like maybe the condom or 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 like someone has a sore or whatever and then you you just get into this spiral with it and um i think maybe a few months ago i bought an at-home hiv test at a cvs and i'm like all right you are not well (laughs) that you are doing this right now i Oh, I, I had that exact, I mean, that was a, that was a really big one for me. Yeah. At one it's point. a huge one. Yeah. To where I would talk, I went to see like a regular doctor 
about I I first I called a bunch of hotlines. This was in my twenties. Yes. Called and like literally they were like, You sound like you have other problems you need <laughs> to address. They were literally like asking, you know, my sexual history and they're like, It just doesn't sound like there's statistically any chance you could have it like are you depressed like what's going on yeah you know i was like 22 or three or something and then i then i was like okay you're not gonna tell me i'm uh and then so i went and saw an actual doctor and was talking to him and he was just like he's like (laughs) i think you need a psychiatrist you don't need a uh you don't need me. Like, you should get talk to somebody. Like, because you... And then that became a huge thing. And, um... But, yeah, you go... You just, like, kind of go, like, well, I could have, uh... Touched a doorknob and then... Yeah. R- rubbed my face and I cut myself shaving. And yes. then the HIV got in my face. And so I definitely got it. I had... I had a version of that. I mean, I don't... Hmm. My mom is a funny woman. Um, a Canadian woman. A, a Canadian woman Canadian and a very woman. funny woman. We really, just to be clear, you are, uh, Andrea Allen is Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I, I take it for granted because we've known each other a while. And, mm-hmm. But I feel like uh, I say that not to label you, but to celebrate you further. Thank you. I'm wearing, you know, a Maple Leaf-esque vest. Um, Absolutely. So when I was in Vancouver and I was like in my, I was maybe 18. Um, the first time I hooked up with anyone, I gave this guy a blow job and I, I immediately thought I had HIV from it. I was like, there's a cut in my gums and then it got in through that, whatever. So I spiraled for like several months with this fear, convinced of it. And then my mom walked into my bedroom and I was crying. I was hysterically crying. And she was like, what is going on with you. And so I told her, like, I think I have HIV from this. And I, I had to tell my mom I gave a guy a blow job. Like it was this horrifically embarrassing thing. And so I don't know if she did this to like as a I don't know her motivation for doing this. She took me to our pediatrician, like our family doctor. <laughs> and like she kept, went into the office with me and like made me tell the doctor. <laughs> So now I'm telling the doctor in front of my mom that I gave someone a blowjob <laughs> and I thought I had oh, HIV wow. from it. And like they, you know, they like humored me, so to speak. But I, it's like I imagine it's similar to what this doctor was to you when they're like, this woman, <laughs> there's not a chance, you know. Um, and uh, yeah. and then I was awaiting my blood results and I actually had moved to New York and I got the news that I didn't have HIV when I was like my first day in New York. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Off like a rocket. Yeah. It's humiliating. I don't know why wow, she, that, I don't know why is... she took me to this doctor. I think she thought it was funny. Like I really actually think <laughs> she thought it was f- super funny. <laughs> Let's make a day of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is, I, this, I've had so many of these experiences. I did a similar thing where, like, my dad was like, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Not, like, scolding me, but just kind yeah, of, like, like you, you want so to, like, <laughs> like, he, he was kind of, like, trying to 
wrap his head around what was going on in my brain. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, was just telling him just these ridiculous scenarios of how I definitely, <laughs> like, probably <laughs> caught this disease and that disease. And one of them was, was like, yeah, like, um, telling him, you know, some awkward sexual encounter that would not (laughs) would not uh, you would no chance to catch anything and uh but it was and then when i started was like feeling a little better i was like wow uh i was probably uh if i got prescribed something a couple days earlier i maybe could have avoided that kitchen conversation (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Do you, because I, when I get in these fear, these panic, you know, and I've been dealing with this my whole life. So even when I'm in it worrying about the disease, there is a little part of my brain that is like, come on, you don't act like, you know, you don't have this, but the fear part of the brain overrides it. And after I'm over it, I'm like, that was ridiculous. But then a new one comes along and it's the same thing. Like, do you experience that? Are you able to step away from it at all? Well, the thing, this is an amazing thing. My therapist that I had, uh, you know, as I was like, I would do these worry periods, they were called. Mm -hmm. And you would like basically, because the whole thing with OCD is like, it's because you think something and then you try to reassure yourself that you don't, that that thing's not a problem. That starts this cycle. Yeah. Of, uh, and then you drive yourself crazy. And... But these worry periods, you know, which are called different things in different books and things like that. But you basically, you just tell yourself like, oh, I'm going to worry at five o'clock. And so your brain, you start to learn, you start to learn to like say like, oh, I'm going to totally let myself worry (laughs) at five. And then your brain slowly is like, okay, we'll do it then. (laughs) Even though you can't really convince yourself but your brain actually starts to get on board with it and then at Whoa, five they, so the idea of the worry yeah like because it's we're basically just dealing with like a computer of some sort yeah and and then so then the idea with the worry periods is to you think whatever your thing is that mm-hmm. you have hiv or whatever your thing is or you're pregnant perhaps yeah if you're um you you don't offer yourself any hope. Like you don't ever say like, oh, I probably don't. You only say, I definitely, definitely do. There's no way I don't. You offer yourself no solace, no comfort whatsoever. What is this, s and <laughs> It's crazy. And your brain, the thing is your brain isn't capable. And you only let your, you tell yourself you're only going to think the worst, most extreme version of what your fear is. Okay. But your brain is incapable of that because if you were to be like, only think about whatever, uh, yeah. maple leaf cookies, I'll give you a Canadian thing. Thank you only so think about maple leaf cookies. Mm-hmm. Your brain couldn't do it. You could try really hard, but then you would start thinking about Oreos or whatever. Sure. And then if you said, don't think about maple leaf cookies, you would keep drifting back uh, uh, to whatever the thing was. Uh, okay. But when you... So but basically in the worry periods, no one you can't possibly really do it, but your brain eventually tries really hard. Uh-huh. And they they did studies, people that do this exercise uh, you know, on a schedule, 
change the physical makeups of their brain. Like their brain scans change. Neuroplasticity, baby. Yeah. So I did this and it was super helpful. But the thing, back, the back to what you're talking about of like, um, of telling yourself, oh no, everything's all right. One day my therapist was like, I'm just going to write this down for you. And he, he basically was like, if you're obsessing about something, it's an illusion. Mm-hmm. Like you don't obsess about things that are a real, like almost sure. everyone in my family dies of cancer. I never worry about whether right. I'm have cancer. I uh-huh. never think about it, even though there's every likelihood that I will eventually, sure. have, you know, when I'm, that you know when i'm really old um and so he was like you you don't you the brain doesn't obsess about real things you might worry about real things but true obsessive like clinical ocd type thinking is only about bullshit it's not about real things god so once he told me that and he wrote it down on a piece of paper and he's mm-hmm. like, just keep this in your wallet. And when you're having struggling, just look at it and cured. Wow. Like it was, I was like, I've been paying, well, not me, but you know, my insurance or whatever, going to see this guy. And it was like, he just wrote a thing on a notepad that was the most helpful therapy wow. I've ever had. That's incredible. I need to try this. I still have, you know, all sorts of mental problems. Let me be clear. Yeah. Preach, Um, sister. But that was massively helpful when he just broke it down in the simplest of terms. Because you just go, I'm freaking out right now. Oh, I must be freaking out about nothing because it's not real. Oh, how embarrassing. Yeah. And then, which is not to say I don't freak. I freak out about all sorts of things. Like today, I was freaking out about my taxes. Mm. Cause I, I don't like taxes. No, we don't. <laughs> Understandable freak out. It's not a fan and, favorite. Um, Especially like um, this past year, it's like such a mess well, for me at least. I don't know. Yeah, I have like no W. Yeah, it's totally freelance stuff. So I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> Never done this before. Just and, report uh, zero. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, see what happens. <laughs> yeah. I know I have a shady I, account and I can hook you up with. He's Italian. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to email you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why they don't just like go like, hey, this has been a crazy year. Yes. Um, yeah. We're just not, we're not, instead of bailing out uh, corporations and stuff, we will just let all the regular people uh, off the hook this oh. year. <laughs> And we'll and we'll pay for everything with by not doing all these ridiculous corporate bailouts. What do you think, your Canada anyway? Or not to just fucking break it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know that ridiculous though that like the tax system just it forces pretty much all of us to freak out. Yeah. When like we re- like when all these billionaires just don't have to, it, or, like none of us really have to, <laughs> but like. Just the fact that, like, we're the ones that have to freak out about this shit. Like, it's insane. Yeah. It's almost like this yeah. country isn't on our side. Yeah. <sighs> I, you know, I, I, I... Who did you guys vote for? Before we're... I can't vote. What's that? <laughs> you can't vote. So this is the thing I, I ask all Canadians. Mm. 
And it, the answers are always interesting because I think if I could just live in Canada as a, if I were a Canadian person, mm-hmm. I know there's speculation that I am mm-hmm. legally. I'm wide not Canadian. speculation. Yeah. There's wide speculation and assumptions mm-hmm. because I wrote a book about Canada that I am I in know. fact legally Canadian, but I have no legal standing as a Canadian. Uh, no edge over any American in being Isn't it Canadian. crazy that you're not you're not a Canadian and I'm a Canadian. Like in terms <laughs> of Canadian personalities, completely inappropriate. I seem so much more American than you do. I feel you do. I mean, you know, again. Oh, I think I lost my fucking internet. Am I back? You're, no, there. you're, you're good. good. Yeah, whole time. My internet's not great. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, again. You've talked about this on this show, mm-hmm. so I'm not speaking out of class or however the saying goes, but you, you've you worn a horse's tail uh, <laughs> out of your butt, which I respect. <laughs> um, I'm wearing it right now. It's just below the camera. You're wearing it right now. But like, that <laughs> Every time I talk to you, Dave, I have it on. <laughs> it doesn't strike me as a very Canadian thing. No, um, I'm a lot louder and more outlandish than your I average apl- Canadian. I applaud it Thank very you. much. Um, but I'm sorry, just get this out of here. Um, but yeah, it's weird that I'm not. Uh, I, I should. I should be. Anyway, my question: as a Canadian person, who of the last four years, five years mm-hmm. of shit show. Um, aren't you ever like, hey, I could just go to a country that doesn't have nearly as much bullshit happening? Yeah, um, I'm not saying you should. No, I mean, yes and no. I, I guess um, speci- this year, prob- this year or 2020 was the year where I most considered fucking off for a while. Um Unfortunately, I was waiting for a green card to be approved, and because of the way the Trump administration was and all the very anti-immigrant sentiments, I was scared mm-hmm. to leave because I didn't know if, if I could back come in. back in. Yeah, and yeah. My, a lot of my friends who are comedians, like Daniel Simonson, he's a Norwegian. You know, we have sort of a uh, white immigrant chat group uh, where we discuss <laughs> the safety. Well, he- <laughs> He's the most fascinating one of all, Daniel, hilarious guy. my best friends. But he, coming from Norway, which is one of the greatest countries, like, Mm -hmm. better... Like, if I were from Norway, there's no way I wouldn't live in Norway. Sure. That country is amazing. Definitely. I've, I've been there, like, five or six times. It's the best. Is it boring, though, is my question. Like, oh, do you like it when you visit? Because it's, like, so different from your regular life. Can you imagine living there all the time? It might be hard. I mean, I will say, like, I always talk about how great other places are. Mm-hmm. But a big part of that is because when I go there, I'm doing shows. Yeah. And, and everyone claps and laughs for me. <laughs> and then everyone takes me out for drinks. And everyone wants to hang out. So anytime I go to another country... I have an amazing time. Sure, sure. <laughs> like I don't, I never have a bad time in another country because yeah. I'm always going on tour. Yeah, and I mean, then 
Oh, go ahead. So, so yeah, I think uh, if I didn't have the glitz and glamour added, maybe it would be a bit boring. But it, yeah, they have great. Uh, they take care of their citizens very of well. Of course, I mean Canadians do as well. But, um, so yeah, I mean. I think I'll grow old in Canada, probably. Like, I like to be in the woods, so I imagine I'll mm-hmm. probably, like, drift off into the mist. The Laurentian Mountains. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, build a fire, climb inside of a moose, you know, just... Yeah. It, it's great. Um, but I guess also New York is such a specific type of city, and I've been here for so long. I've been here for... 12 years and Mm -hmm. the pace of life here is just different than anywhere else and i feel like i've gotten a taste of the juice and going back to something more low-key would i would be quickly be bored but um yeah i don't know i don't there's not really anything for me there anymore um you know i it's yeah it's just not i don't know there's not a lot of you can't, in the way that you can, like, run into any type of person in New York City at any time, that's not really what Vancouver is particularly like. Montreal is pretty cool. Um, oh, I love Montreal. Yeah. I would say if I were to live in another city, maybe, maybe like, Paris would be one that I would Ooh. consider. Um, I was just talking about this today. Oh, yeah? I talk about that. I talk about living in Paris, basically. This is whole. We're going to go down a whole... I can see it, Dave. The suit. Let's, um, I was, uh, this, not to segue, mm-hmm. but I was talking about it with our, we, we, let's, let's bring our next guest. You're going to stay with us, Andrea, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah. This of is course. the Merv Griffin show. Mm hmm. There he is. He's texting me. He's probably like, well, oh, there. He's <laughs> literally texted me. Curtis Steigers writes, what the fuck? It's past. <laughs> yeah. Um, there he is. Hey, Curtis. He's oh, gotta, we can't hear you. He's got to yeah. unmute himself. Unmute. You, you need to unmute. He's doing the whole thing. Oh. He's so mad. I said, that's okay. I said, hi, David. <laughs> there, there he is. Curtis Steigers. That is a gorgeous sweater. Look at you. Oh, thanks. I just, yeah. I just, I just want to give you a big teddy bear hug in that, you know? And I don't even oh, know. Oh, that well, that's the idea. I mean... You know, I'll let you in on a little secret to our, yeah. our millions of viewers and eventual listeners. Uh-huh. Everything I wear is meant to make to, people want to hug, squeeze me. That's the idea of literally every outfit I have, which is dangerous in COVID times Yeah, yeah. to bring, you know, that kind of heat. But uh, well, unless, you're wearing, I know. unless you're wearing a wetsuit and a diving helmet. And and it's from behind, which is a whole different thing, and you have to pay extra for that on the yeah. Talk talk of a bit of old New York, a little little uh, meatpacking district, circa nineteen ninety three. Ninety three, that uh, late, huh? Yeah, well, October, I don't know. October seventh, nineteen ninety three. October seventh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Curtis, have you met Andre Allen? Hi, Andrea. Before, I, was, hel- I was. I haven't. Hilarious haven't met, comedian. Have I, I don't I know, think I was, so. I was. Um, I was enjoying um, her filthy comedy on the interwebs today. I enjoyed oh. it very much. 
Thank yes. you. I, I like to, you know, I like to do my homework and I like, um, I like good stand up. and you were very funny and, um, blue, you do blue. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I'm about as Navy as they come. <laughs> Respect. She did. She had a joke about the Navy strength. Yeah. It was uh-huh. oh, no. The you. seaman. Okay. Hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> I oh. got it. Um, Dave, what are you, you, what are take, you drinking? Just there? Take, um, this is a gin and tonic with just a splash of fresh uh, grapefruit juice. I like to Ooh. I like to be a little lab- lubricated or labricated. Do you um, have a, when I, that like when a sugar? Is that like a sugar rim on there too? That I bought. Is are are you doing blue now too, mm-hmm. Chris? That, <laughs> that's what sugar, I thought. I'll sugar you, sugar, sugar rim. rim. Who are you calling sugar that's rim? That's the name huh? of the club. <laughs> that's the name of the club in the meatpacking district. <laughs> Meet me at sugar. Meet me outside of Sugar Rim at 4.30 a.m. There was nothing it just like starts the glory. getting good at about 4.30 a.m. Oh, oh, I miss there, smut. Oh, there, COVID there was nothing. There was nothing like the back room at Sugar Rim, I'm telling you. Um, oh. no, uh, no, there's no Sugar Rim on this, you know, Chris. The, it's, just, it's just got a buffet a, a, at Sugar a glass Rim. rim. Uh, the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet Chinese food. I, <laughs> It's amazing, you know, if I can digress uh, without getting into too much detail, the places mm. I've been that have had buffets is deeply disturbing. So, I mean, uh, such as... Well, I did actually once... I did actually once wind up at a place in the meatpacking district around 95 or... Yeah, 95, I six maybe... Mm-hmm. Uh, that had a buffet, and it was uh, deeply. I saw many disturbing things that night, but nothing disturbed me more than the avail- availability of self-serve nachos. Oh, oh wow! Like nothing, after nothing. God, were there tongs, or you just grabbed everything with your hands? <laughs> His hands, I believe, but it was just a thing where you'd not want to. Mm. Uh, t- be touching anything. I went to um, an orgy, but once. I don't know. Wow, I went hold to an on. Orgy ones, um, and me? there was chili. They were serving chili, which was <laughs> incredibly disturbing. Was it like a yeah, like a chili cook-off contest, or is I, it just someone brought a huge batch? It, so basically, like so, it, <sighs> the fucking happened until like one a.m., and then it was like chili. It's better to have the chili after, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. It was and it was in a big house. It was in like a mansion type house. So everyone went to the wow. kitchen. So you would be like waiting in line and there would be like, you know, a guy in ashless chaps or some, whatever. You know. Some wow. guy with a wet dick yes. eating chili. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the most I upset myself with that. Uh, image that I've created. Chris, uh, a note mom, to you to edit mom, that I, out of the, edit Mom, out I of think the you should leave. Version. I'll meet you after the show, Mom. Yeah, you know, Chris, edit that out. Rewind. Edit that out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard um, Dave say yeah. the word wet dick. Wet dick. <laughs> I'm well, just you imagining you haven't you lived. The guy, when you said the guy in... I'm just imagining people coming from, like, uh, various sexual activities Yeah. To, Covered in fluids, yeah. just waiting, and 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 the motivation of some people to try to get a free meal out of it. <laughs> this, to be this, like, oh, I better eat this way. I won't have to stop at Wendy's on the way home. Exactly. 
<laughs> and then the chili, like someone's going to get turned into an Appaloosa before the night's through. Yes. They also wow. had ice cream sandwiches later in the night, which lactose. I oh, this is a was... ticking time bomb. <laughs> You're talking chili, lactose intolerance. Yeah, oh, explode. Seems like that was the mentioned that Jimmy's on the phone. Oh, oh, Jimmy's on the phone. Yes. Jimmy from Carney, I think uh, you guys know Jimmy from Carney, right? I don't. Sure. Jimmy from Carney. Well, yeah. then it's time you met him. Let, j- let's hear from Jimmy. Jimmy, you there. And then we got to get some songs hey, out Jimmy. of Curtis. How are you, man? Good, Jimmy. You're on with everybody. Cool. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. Hey, Dave. Hey, Chris. Hey, Jimmy. Hey. Hey. Hi, Andrea. Hey. Hey, Kurt. How are you? Good. Only, only my mom calls me Kurt, Jimmy. I like, yeah, I like, yeah, I like that. So you're many very references to your mom. We got, we got close. Well, she's right here. She's just. <laughs> I keep is it Andrea she's... or is it Andrea? Uh, I have no preference, but Andrea. I like, is I like how that people the, play it. I like the possibility that the pronunciation may have changed after <laughs> we have said it fifty times on the show. For you, it's Andrea. Um, do you have red marabou on? No, it's actually fox fur that's been dyed red. And then I have a shirt that has, okay. you know, a little, a little marijuana cool. on there. So that's what is that's real. Ki- that, that was alive. That 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 vest was once alive. That this, yeah, this vest was once a beautiful, proud. Living, breathing raccoon, or sorry, uh, fox, fox. Yeah. Mm, Hello, Jimmy. I interrupted you. I apologize. No, no, no problem. Cool. Um, Jimmy, uh, you sound great. Thinking about. Go ahead. Go ahead, sir. No, I was just going to say you sound great. You go ahead. Oh, thank you. No, I was listening intently when you were talking about kind of the hypochondria. Um, mm-hmm. I found that he, despite being in psychotherapy by my 20s, um, the decades of hypochondria were not washed away until I became a binge, for lack of a better word, alcoholic or engaging in binge alcohol abuse. I do not uh, advise that, you know, people do that to get rid of severe hypochondria. But no, well, that's self, that way. self-medication. Yeah. 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 But I mean, even though I was, I was like, I'd be one day on 16 hours straight, mostly beer. And then, you know, hung over maybe for a day or two and then stay away for 10 days, two weeks, and then dive back into it. Wow. And I didn't have hypo, I didn't have a lot of hypochondria in those gaps in between. Because you were drinking, you were drinking beer for 16 hours. Yeah. I mean, you don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Really. Your body was no, also no, like, what true. the fuck? You have a. It's sad to say, but you have a lot more good times during those 16 hours. Let me ask you this, Jimmy. Did you. People who didn't have a lot of consequences because, you know, I got friendlier and more gregarious instead of, you know, wanting to 
you know, get into fisticuffs or anything. And, uh, you know, I pretty much went along to go along. And then when I started blacking out, that didn't frighten me. So that was another thing. When you're a severe hypochondriac through childhood and you're now you're blacking out and you're not like going, oh, my God. You know, you're just like, eh, hey, Jimmy, that's scary, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry about all that. I I don't mean did to you, change the topic. But I'm sorry, Curtis, go ahead. I just was wondering, Jimmy, did you ever have chili on your dick? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I was not expecting not that question, but I will allow it. Yeah. On your wet dick. <laughs> on your, well, I mean, your your dick is going to be wet if it's got chili on it because Philly is. That's true. What kind of show is this? I this was a, I've been on NPR. Let me be clear. I've been on NPR many times. I haven't. I was in a couple of threesomes, but I had to pay for it. So threesomes. <laughs> Jimmy, where where are Jimmy. you, Jimmy? I need to know. I need to. I don't. I don't know where you are. Where are you right now? I'm in Kearney, New Jersey, uh, West Kearney, Hudson Jersey. County, if you will. Yeah. So I'm yeah. separated from the city by two rivers, the Hackensack and the Hudson. I've heard of them. Well, J- Jimmy, listen, I don't mean to derail you at all, but as anyone has heard you on the show, oh. heard the show before, heard you call in as well aware, you have the voice of an angel and... I, every time when you when you call in, I always think I say you know it'd be crazy not to get this guy to give us at least a few bars of something. Uh, is there any okay. chance we, you you could humor us with a little something tonight? Sure, sure. Let me just put the phone out, get some acoustic. Yeah, let it breathe. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, Irene, good night. Irene, good night, good night, Irene, good night, Irene, I'll see you. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy? Oh, we lost him. I don't know what happened. That was perfect. That was art right there. Where he cut that off, that was genius. I'm really sorry, uh, sorry Jimmy, if you're out there. I'm sorry we lost you. The tech is just not what it should be here. He's Speaking classic, of... Uh, he's a classic tenor. He's a classic saloon singer, that guy. He's the best. Is what he's, my got, he's got the... Uh, uh, speaking of uh, of wonderful singers, uh, my dear friend Curtis Stigers, oh, yeah. uh, Jazz Cat, uh, and f- far beyond... Really, be um, actually, yeah. You, you, you. Your most recent album is "Gentlemen." You have a new album coming out. Yeah, that that won't come out until September. But yeah, I've got it. It's, it's in the can, as the kids say. Well, you don't don't any- say it like I was wrong. I'm right. You <laughs> have a new album coming out. I wasn't. I was embellishing on your truth. Yeah, it yeah. Al- it's, it's it was coming, an alternative truth. Uh, now you're going to favor us with some songs tonight, right? Some some song I could. Are sing you willing you to? I mean, you you want me to follow Jimmy singing Irene tonight? That shit was amazing. Yeah. I think I feel like. Well, I feel like yeah, you, you're, you're kind of bringing the... a knife to a, a gun show, 
a gunfight, but uh, <laughs> I like gun show better. Actually, yeah. I, yeah, I don't every, know what. By the way, everyone brings a knife to a gun show. I've I've been to them. I live in Idaho, so you know, everyone's got at <laughs> least a true. knife at a gun show. And I don't usually, know why I said gun. I was good. It was good. It was nice. All right. So you want me to? Play I like to say spoon to a spoon to a gunfight. Spoon. Chili to up. an orgy. <laughs> Chili to an orgy. Ice cream Andrew. scoop to uh, an orgy. Gang bang. <laughs> oh, I love similes, don't you? Mm-hmm. No, that's a syn- synonym. Sorry. Um, oh, we lost. Did you we lose him? We lost you. Oh. You muted yourself sorry, somehow. I did I, not. I, you I, muted I, me. I mm-hmm. did by accident. I'm sorry. Wow, oh, what a Chris, Chris, God damn it. <laughs> oh, Kurt. Not me, Curtis. Mm-hmm. Not me. I know. You're you're you and I are fine. We're doing you know, it's the other guys, you know. And Andrea, we're fine too, just because I don't care about them. Just I was Absolutely. It's you and me, baby. What? Well, the, the 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 really crazy irony of this whole thing is that my nickname in college was Chili Dick, and um, <laughs> Old Chili Dick they called me. <laughs> um, old Ch- and he as, uh, that was sophomore year too. Well yeah, earned. I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> it, I finally got it cleaned off by the beginning of my senior year. Um, this is a song that I wrote uh, uh, with Billy Harvey. Do you know Billy Harvey, Dave? Have you have you come across Billy Harvey? You'd really love Billy so. Harvey. I don't think so. Have I? You 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 and Billy would. Uh, he's such a great songwriter. Really cool singer. Um, great guitar player. Um, he. Did, I'm looking he did, him up now. Yeah, Billy has. Um, not only has Billy made a bunch of singer songwriter records, very quirky, unusual songwriting, but he, but he also um, he's played guitar for the Sons of Anarchy band when we went out on tour, and uh, um, he, he's great. But we he he came to Idaho. Um, he comes here every now and then because his because uh, his his wife is from here, so he'll come and spend a week or two or three or four, and um, I help him getting out of his mother-in-law's house. Um, and, and have him come to the studio and we we write songs and we wrote this song and I've never recorded it I've not played it I'm not even sure it's registered so if somebody somebody could probably just steal it right now as I'm s- singing it um, if it were worth stealing but uh, um, it's called um, you've already um, you've protected I'm one of the greatest legal minds on the zoom session you've already <laughs> protected it it's by weird. what that's you just what, said that's what I felt I felt it would be a good thing to do um, um, I'm I'm the second greatest legal mind on Wow! Show. Yeah, we're, it's 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 like a it's like a, a a law clinic here. But this is called "I Have Everything," and it's actually it's um it's it's optimistic. It's the first it's the first optimism of the new world um, that I'm, I'm bringing to you. I haven't written oh, wow. an optimistic song in a long time, but uh, let's see if I can remember it. I learned to drive when I was fourteen. In a high school parking lot Snow on the trees Windshield cracked My best friend next to me I had everything I'd ever need I fell in love when I was 22 I wouldn't know for another year Subway train Holding hands 
My sweetheart next to me I had everything I'd ever need I had everything We have everything We have everything We ever need I have everything have everything we have everything we ever need sat in the dark for what seemed like a year I was 46 and a day burned out both shades pulled down and no one home but me I had everything I'd ever need I have everything We have everything We have everything We ever need I have everything You have everything We have everything we ever need Tangled in your arms in the middle of the night Just listening to you breathe Bed's a wreck Clothes on the floor My sweet dream next to me I have everything I'll ever need I have everything We have everything We have everything We ever need I have everything You have everything We have everything Yes. Very nice. That was lovely. Gorgeous. It was. Thank you. Do we have time? Do do we? We only have four minutes left. Would you be willing to bring? Give us another hit. Just hit play another song. I can't remember all what songs I've played. You don't on this have show. to. You don't you don't have to. There's no you pressure. Do. You do. Totally do. Really? You do yeah. actually. Can Be I bird. say though quickly? <laughs> I can't help but notice your guitar. Is that the guitar that Nick Lowe gave you? This is the guitar that Nick Lowe gave me. Um it's a Gibson J forty five. I know, I'm lucky. Because um, I, you know, I recorded a song of his and it ended up on the bodyguard to the sound, uh, the soundtrack to the bodyguard. I said that backwards. Um, and it made him a lot of money. And he called me up one day and he said, thank you so much. <laughs> and then years later, he, he gave me this guitar. But, um, but um, he's really, he's cool. Um, my new album, that, that, not the one that's coming out in September, but the, the, the one that's um, out now, Gentleman is the name Gentleman. of it. You can buy it. Um, and Ooh. the first song, first song it's great. on that album is it's a Nick Lowe song. Should I just play a Nick Lowe song? Would that be a good idea to just go...
a long intro. As I walk on through this wicked world, searching for light in the darkness of insanity, I ask myself, no hope lost. Is there only pain and hatred and misery? And each time I feel it slipping away Just makes me want to cry What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? As I walk through these troubled times Spirit gets so downhearted sometimes. Now tell me where are the strong? Who are the trusted? And where is that a home? Sweet harmony. And each time I feel it like this inside, one thing I want to know. What's so funny about Love and understanding. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? This is the big solo section, Dave. That's nice. Oh, tell me where are the strong? Who are the trusted? Where is that home Sweet harmony And each time I feel it slipping away Just makes me want to cry What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? What's so funny about peace, love, and and understanding what's so funny about what's so funny about that that's a new ending thank you excellent thank you thank you thank you curtis steigers everybody Nice to see of you. The all. Of, the of the Boise Tigers, of the Boise Tigers, and the chili, the chili dick Tigers too. It's a, <laughs> the chili. Family. It's a, it's a chili dick Tigers. That should be our. Uh, our next that's teacher. our fusion band. Yeah. You got a lot of good quotes tonight. What yeah. was the one about uh, the guy whose dog died? What was his quote? Drinking Ooh. and. Oh yeah. What was that? Oh, speaking of which, yeah, Niels. Yeah, I thought we were gonna. Yeah, he didn't check in. He's he's late now. He might, you know, he had Canadian vodka and uh, German beer. Uh, he was wrestling, so. Yeah. Should we let Elvira uh, in and he, to close this out? Real cool. Well, let's say goodnight, and then we'll we'll go out on Elvira. No, no, wait. We got it. No, we're over. We got it. Let's do it next week. All we right. got to go. We're over. We got it. I'm sorry. Um, Dave doesn't want to pay extra. 
I don't want to pay extra for our, for uh, the mach- the computer machine. So we'll do, we'll take some zooms next week. Um, it's really thank nice you, to everybody. See you all. Nice to meet you. Don't don't go anywhere, Andrea and Curtis. We have gift bags to give you once oh, we sign off. Great, great. I love cologne. Mm-hmm. I love candles. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next week. Keep up the good work. Thank you, thank you, Andrea Allen. Thank you, Dave Hill. Th- thank you, Curtis Steigers. Thank you, New Jersey Chicken Rancher Des. Thank yeah. you, hey, Boy Des. Criminal Chris Kurzbeck. And thanks to everyone watching live and everyone listening in the f- popular podcast format. Uh, if you want to support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. And, uh, oh, we're going to have the, uh, the Q&A we did with Von and Bob. Uh, Paul and Shanali Bomek on Disco Dancer. Uh, that's going to be a Max Fun exclusive. Bonus con. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can only hear it if you go to that link I just mentioned. Yeah. Um, and for as little as five dollars a month, keep uh, keep us. Uh, for as little as five dollars a month, you can make sure we all get our fair amount of chili. I guess. All right. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported